Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to the 15 Minutes of Fame podcast. I'm your host, Erica with Celeb Connect. Today is another, it's episode 40, actually, which is amazing. And I'm super excited. We're here today with Cliff Prang, all the way from BC at 7 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I'm awake. I'm ready. <laughs> so Cliff, Cliff considers himself an actor, a comedian, a keynote speaker, a workshop facilitator, and an MC, and we're super excited to be chatting with him today. How are you doing, Cliff? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm awake. I woke up. I had a power bar. I put on a toque because I'm in my garage. It's a nice garage, uh, but uh, I'm ready. The 15 Minutes of Fame podcast, your destination to learn from people that are passionate about their business and have amazing stories to tell. Are you ready to elevate your expectations of what you thought was possible? It's time to get inspired. Yeah, so let's start. I mean, this is, you know, I book keynote speakers and MCs and comedians, and I'd like to hear a little bit. First of all, let's start talking about your TEDx talk that I saw uh, called F-Bombs. Can we talk about that a little bit? What is, what is that all about? Well, the idea is that I'm a, I'm a clean comedian, and uh, that's, you know, not just how I market myself. It's what I do uh, when I'm on stage. Uh, and so that's one of the ways that I've chosen to serve my audience. So the idea of uh, the, the F-bombs is, is focusing first on serving others. So, so it's just a whole series of Fs and how we get over our own fear of failure by putting the needs of others before our own. Okay, so focusing first on the needs of others mm -hmm. and about the fear of failure. Yeah, look at all those Fs. That's a lot of Fs. Okay. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> too many? I, I think it's good. I think it's a good amount. Yeah, because I know that you, you consider, I saw a testimonial on your website and it said that your humor is clean and self-deprecating. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a difference between punching up or punching down, right? So it's like, there's a, there's a lot of people you can take pot shots at, but the, the, the safest bet and actually the, the most honest bet is just to go after yourself. So even with my kids, my kids don't like some of my premises where it's like, kids are dumb. And they're like, why do you say that? I go, but look how it ends. Look how this joke ends. I'm the one that looks dumb, you know? So my daughter's like, well, let's start this one like this. It's like, my dad is so dumb. Well, at the end of it, uh, she's the dumb one. So I go, you see how that works, babe, is that you're the dumb one at the end. So it's important that, um, that you kind of figure out who your target is. Cause I don't want people to think my kids are dumb because they're really smart, smarter than me in fact. So, but they're still figuring out how punching up works. Okay. So let's say you're, you're at a conference and yeah. you're up there and, and you're doing your keynote, um, you know, speech. I mean, what does, what do you bring to the audience? Like why, why bring you there? Why you? Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Big question. <laughs> like we're no longer doing a podcast, but it's like we're, we're booked, we're, we're auditioning for gigs now. It's an like interview. It. We're having an interview right now. No, it's, it's, uh, it's a good question. The one thing that I was talking to my wife about in terms of what uh, she was saying, this, what separates me from other from other people is that not only uh, do I bring energy and comedy to an event, but I actually really care. So I put a lot of effort and energy into understanding the needs of the people in front of me. And I, I hold the weight of the purpose. So a lot of what I do, one of the, the main things that I do is, is emceeing and auctioneering for large fundraising events. And it's because I grab the purpose. Like I get it. Like I take the time to understand what it is. And then I, and then I hold it. And I'm, it's not just about me getting laughs. It's about me keeping the flow in the spirit of what is happening. Um, and so that's the big thing. And that, that translates into, the, into the, this keynote speaking. Now, keynote speaking, it ends up being mostly me 
it's me sharing my ideas and, and, and my purposes in a way, but that's first understanding what the objectives of the organizer is. So what do you guys need? What do you want? What do you want me to focus on? So whether that's uh, equity and equality um, or whether it's communication strategy or whether um, it's resiliency, then I, and I, then I put that in my lens and I focus on that and I figure out why is this important to you? I'll ask those questions. So I have the weight, but then the comedy and the energy continues to punch all the way through. Very cool. So, I mean, this, this podcast and, and what I do, it's all about sort of inspiring people. Mm, yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's great that, that you, you bring so much energy to the room um, at events because that's important. We all know that events can be boring if you have yeah. somebody <laughs> who's boring up there. Um, but what are you really teaching people? Like, how are you helping people? What are you teaching them to do differently? What are they walking away with? Hmm. Well, at, at, at the event is, is definitely when it's my power of looking stupid talk, when that's the specific message that I'm bringing, uh, it really is about facing your fears. It's like, what is it that you feel compelled to do? What is it that you're being paid to do? Like if it's a company situation, it's like they want us to focus on what they're doing. So it's like, what, what are your objectives here? And what are the things that are stopping you from doing that? Why are you holding your ideas back? Why are you uh, stopping short of engaging in relationship? Identifying what those are what those fears are, and then what are the action steps that you're going to take to push past those, even now? Like, what are you going to do right now in this moment, and then tomorrow, and the day after? And so that's actually what a lot of the exercises are, is about forcing people outside of their comfort zone. So even when I'm talking, we're getting people to do interactive things, whether that's uh, singing along with what I'm doing, or getting up and doing a, a dance, which sounds terrible. It's like, why would we do this? Um, but it, it actually brings a lot of laughter. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so that's, I think that's the main thing with that specific message. Yeah. And in your, in your TEDx talk, I know you were talking about working at a food bank, hmm. um, and the way that you, um, sort of succeeded in that role was to really focus on what their needs were, not yeah. your needs, which was to make money but their needs. Can you talk about that a little more? Well, it's, it's ironic, right? Uh, being at the food bank, realizing that I have selfish, selfish objectives. Like, <laughs> sure, I'm helping other people, but really in helping other people, I'm trying to meet my own objectives. And so it took a little bit to shake that, you know, where it's like when I go into a business or a church or a school, how do I, how do I serve them? And realizing that they were looking for ways to to tangibly connect to the community and see their money uh, being used well, uh, as well as create opportunities for their for volunteers, their teams, their staff. And so I realized I had all of those things available in my resources and, and to go in and, and focus less on what I needed to do in my job and focus on what they needed to accomplish. And then we moved all the way past those resources that I was trying to get from them and that they were trying to get from me. Um, and it was just like, Hey John, or Hey Brian and Hey Susan. And uh, it, it was a personal relationship. We all knew what each other needed. And so then we can get all the way down to relationship and, and then out of the blue, always people would just say, Hey, we're doing this. Awesome. Cool. And then we go grab a coffee, barely talk about it and have a great time together. And then both of us are getting our objectives met through our work too. So in terms of inspiring other people too, I'll just throw this out there as, mm -hmm. as, as we're processing, um, is that, uh, one of the things that I'm, I can proudly say, um, is that I'm making a living as a Canadian entertainer and there's very, that doesn't happen very often. Um, because so many people have this kind of narrow focus. It's like, I get on a stand up stage, I do my set, I get dis discovered by a festival, 
I get in a festival, I get a development deal and get a show. And so there's this kind of this narrow frame and, uh, and real realistically, there's so few opportunities. And even though there's lots of shows, there's a lot of people that they're not getting stage time. And when I first started, I didn't get stage time. I'd say, Hey, can I do five minutes on your show? Those opportunities weren't there. So I planned my own show. And then, and so that was kind of things, whenever you hit a roadblock or an obstacle, you kind of have to sidestep it. And, and then with that too, it's like, I wasn't always getting stand-up time, but then someone needed an MC. So I started doing MCing, but I get to make people laugh. And if my objective is to make people laugh and serve other people, then it doesn't matter if I'm speaking or MCing or auctioneering or you create new opportunities. So instead of worrying about your failure and the, the obstacle, uh, you know, determine, get determined and diversify. That's, I think that's some pretty good advice. Um, I love people who are comedians that also speak because mm. it's so rare to find that person that can make the audience really laugh and engage and then also, you know, drive that message home, whatever it is that they're looking for. So mm. that's why, that's why you get a lot of work. <laughs> so Cliff, we've had a lot of comedians on the podcast uh, recently, and I always like to ask this question, you know, have you always been a funny guy? Like, is there something you have to have to be a great comedian? Uh, I, I've always been uh, an entertainer. Um, it, was, it was definitely a defense mechanism when I was younger. Like, how do I make my mom happy? That was what everyone was trying to figure out. How do we make mom happy? And so that's like being an idiot in the living room, you know, dancing crazy. And so that was always in me. And, and again, even then it was kind of a service piece, but there was also an insecurity piece. And so I think what you'll see with a lot of comedians, there's a need for that. How do I make the people around me happy? And so what's happened over time, um, and this is where you don't often find a comedian that has empathy. Um, I, I shouldn't, I don't want to generalize that specifically, but uh, the desire to see the people in front of you and around you truly succeed or find happiness or laughing um, and less about, you know, me. If it's about them first, then that's where that success comes from. Um, and then the byproduct of seeing everyone else succeed is that you've succeeded because that was, that was your goal. Um, so that, that's kind of where it came for me. Yeah, I needed to deflect. I needed to deal with my own insecurities and deal with the pain around me as well as inside of me. But as time as I've matured, it's become more of a strategy. And uh, it's actually how I cope with the difficulties is knowing that I have an opportunity to have a positive impact on the people around me. Cool. So I asked this. This is a big question now. Get ready. Okay. I question, and I love to hear people's answers. I'm terrified. Um, I know you should be. This is a hard hitting. That's like a really big question that you've had in your hopper for your entire <laughs> life. I just like to know, Cliff, what's your definition of success? Oh, honestly, peace. My definition of success is calming the angst. So, um, and that's in, again, in relationships and, and so and that could be financial. If there's financial stress, success is putting that, you know, dealing with that, um, relational stress is making sure that, you know, we're at peace with one another. Mm -hmm. So that's it. So many of us pursue, uh, maybe validation, but I think if your goal is, uh, no regret, your goal is, um, yeah, and that's the biggest one. No regret. Like, was I as kind to everyone around me as I could have been? Was I a jerk? Uh, you know, to, to remove those things out of, uh, out of the day to day. That might be the best answer I've heard yet. What? Peace. No, 
I, I'm winning? How? Yeah. You're, you're winning. You're winning on this podcast. You said when you framed the question, it was like the biggest possible question ever. And then I just came in there and I did the best answer ever. You killed it. Oh my gosh. You guys, uh, you know what? I don't need to do anything else today. I'm going back That's to bed. That's it. We're done yeah, here. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Clef, so you call yourself a clean comedian. Tell me, is it easier for you to be clean? Or, like, when did you decide to, to take out all the swear words? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was necessarily a conscious decision. I've definitely experimented over the years. I've experimented with, uh, with kind of more, uh, not edgier stuff. I do have some edgy stuff within my clean content, but um, with, with specifically being more gratuitous or uh, uh, overtly sexual or, or whatnot. Um, it's just like, it just didn't, it just didn't totally fit. Um, and uh, I do have a, I want to be inclusive. Like that's the idea is like, I want to be, have as many people enjoy the fun as possible. And no one, no one's ever really come up to me after a show and said, Hey, I wish you would have been more dirty, but I've definitely heard many, many, many complaints from many audience members. It's like, oh, I wish you, I wish you swore less. And he, I remember even my mom was at a comedy show one time. I was like, why did he say F so much? I wanted to say it, but then you'd have to bleep it. Um, <laughs> but, um, and it was funny. And that's coming from my mom. <laughs> and my mom says it all the time in her day-to-day -day life. I'm like, mom, you were offended? Not offended. It was just too abrasive. Mm. Um, and so if my goal is to entertain an audience and help them feel levity, why would I put something on top of them that makes them feel heavy? Yeah. People can find you on our website at celebconnect.ca. Where else can people find you? Well, um, I'm at Cliff Prang on pretty much all the social media platforms. So you can see me and photos of me and my family um, and silly things that I say. And other times not silly and sometimes just really bad photography. You can see those things on all of my social media platforms. Um, and then my website is cliffprang.com and, and there's video and, and you can get a little bit, a little bit behind who I am. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with? Any words of wisdom? Anything come to mind? Uh, we I need don't. you guys. We need everybody. You guys have stuff to share with the world. You know, I hope you're feeling it. And uh, today's a new day. I got up at 7 a.m., put on a tube, came out in my garage. It's like, you know what? All you got to do is get out of bed. If you do it, we've got you. Enjoy. Getting hit a bed is half the battle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> awesome well thank you so much cliff it was so nice to chat with you and get to know you a little bit yeah well no thank you yeah and hopefully we'll be working together soon 